Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Wednesday. Hello, Cubs fans out there. Uh, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. Uh, make sure, we hope you're watching it live on YouTube. It's the best way to ingest our experience, if you will call it that. Uh, so subscribe, give us the likes, five-star reviews. We appreciate that. If you're listening podcast form, make sure if you're a Spotify person, we appreciate the five stars. And most importantly, right off the top, tonight's the night. This isn't the only oh, yeah. time we'll be hanging out with you today. Tonight, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, if you are a diehard, die we hard. will be with you on the first ever virtual happy hour presented by Goose Island. Got to be a diehard, so make sure you go to allchgo.com right now and become a diehard so you can join us tonight. We're going to hang out from 8. We'll see how long it goes. Mm. We're going to hang around, drink yeah. Goose Island, talk Cubs. You can ask questions. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, maybe you like Corey and Brennan a little bit more than us three. Well, They're they'll be, be there, there too. too. Yeah. All of us and Jared will be Jared there. Will be so there. The uh, whole Cubs crew, anyone you've yeah, seen on the show right. is going to be there. We're listening to however you do it. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube more than anything else. But, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Our first one, we get to get to see face-to-face the people who yell at us sometimes. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Everybody talking from their living rooms and basements. Yeah. Just see what it's like. I I think it's going to be interesting because it's sort of a Zoom-like setting, right? But we've never done it before. Mm -hmm. So there might be some, you know, hang with us if there's some technical difficulties or people are talking over. We're we're just going to hang out. I don't expect it to be perfect. Yeah. I expect it to be fun. Yeah. That's all we care about. And I'm hoping Collada, Michael Collada, please, (laughs) if you are... And diehard, if you're not a diehard, do it because we all want to hang out with you tonight. I would like, to, I would like to put a, a face to the to the name Michael Collada. But anyone that hops in the chat with us is obviously become a diehard if you're not already and join us for the happy hour tonight. Absolutely. Barbara says when you're out with Stucky, your money is no good. No, this is everybody drinking at home on their own. But that's also not true. I don't ever pick up the tab. I, I almost never. You know, like pick up the donuts. You definitely yeah. gotta like. You know, someone's got to be like, ah, someone else want to, I'll Venmo you. Like, I'll, I'll wait for someone to say that. And if no one does, then, I'll v- then you know, then I'm like, all right, I'll do it. But someone's got to Venmo me. <laughs> the guy that you go out drinking or the friend that you go out drinking with that says, I forgot my wallet. I'll get you next time. Never, ever gets you the next time. No. That never happens. Once, once somebody says, I forgot my wallet, you can just say, I'll forget it. I'll pick it up. Whatever. Well, the thing is like at that point it's just like take out your venmo like just just venmo me or zell whatever you, whatever you use because like mm-hmm. one like who forgets their wallet nowadays but then two it's everyone has like apple cash or whatever you call, i don't have it but i i don't forget my wallet yeah. but everyone has the apple cash or whatever it's called venmo they have all the, these different ways to pay for their share of the bill you know what i hate is when they they do that thing where they touch their pockets like they're not sure if their yeah. wallets and then you know if your wallet's <laughs> yeah, in there before yeah, you your house right 100%. exactly you knew before you walked in the door. I, you think we should put an invite out to a naked guy? Seriously, yeah. guy next I'd door love to, to get to know naked like, guy. Not that I want not. him to join the, you know, <laughs> the virtual happy hour naked. Absolutely not. But, <laughs> but we'd, you know, it'd be interesting to get to know him a little yeah. bit. 
we'll put like a sign on the porch being like join mm-hmm. join the happy hour tonight in parentheses with clothes on please right <laughs> like, come fully sure. clothed and and that goes for everybody that's a diehard too please mm-hmm. clothes especially pants we appreciate that uh, uh, i like Corey's comment yeah. here he says uh, i know there have been some chgo takeovers at uh, the bulls and hawks are their ones planned once baseball season starts up and uh, uh yeah yeah I, I can't so. wait. Well, um, we don't have it on the calendar yet, but yes, we're calendar, planning on doing them. This we're planning on doing them, yeah. And we'll be a little bit different because we did the tailgate for the White Sox game last year, mm. uh, but obviously at Wrigley can't exactly tailgate. But unless, right. unless like we go hang out at Corey's house or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we we're, we're just trying to figure out. You know, we've obviously teamed up with Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO, mm-hmm. and so like, will we go somewhere where we know? You know, we can get three one two on tap and do it there. Are we going to end up at Corey's house? Are we going to? You know, we'll see. But yeah. we're definitely going to. We'll, do them we're this definitely season. doing them. Yeah, we're, I don't know how we're going to do them, but we'll be doing them. <laughs> and this won't be the only. If you, for some reason you can't make it tonight to the virtual happy hour, it won't be the only virtual happy hour. We oh yeah, do. there'll be more. Uh, there's more. Let the Bears do them. Like Bears guys do like a, five of them by now. Right? It's a perk of being a diehard. <laughs> like these are, these aren't mm-hmm. going away. This isn't the only one. They're gonna keep happening. Yeah. So, absolutely. Make sure you're a diehard. Hop in with us. If you're not already a diehard, go do that. Let's have some fun tonight. <laughs> Barbara says after party at Corey's <laughs> house. Yeah, let's go. We'll have to see how that uh, all plays out. So he's t- probably listening right now. Like what is what are these guys doing? <laughs> 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 we're we're going to talk uh, off-season grading for the division for baseball today. We've seen some uh, posts out there. We've got our own ideas about it. We're also going to talk about, by the way, speaking of dates, there's dates for streaming games this year. You know how the old guy feels about that stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't have to tell you. It's not good. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, position evaluations. Yesterday we talked about DH. In this episode, we'll be talking about left field, what that means for the Cubs, strength, position, yada, yada, yada. And we get some good times coming. So let, let's get right to the talk about off-season grades. We've kind of talked about it before as like what we see for the Cubs. But the Athletic went around and they talked to a bunch of their reporters that cover the teams, the beat writers. And they put out a grade for every major league team. They gave the Cubs a B, which I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I feel like it's a fair grade. Yeah. It might even be a little optimistic. You know, at one point I was like C plus, B minus. I think the Mancini moved me up to a B. You know, I, if, they had, if they had signed two shortstops, which was a pipe dream, then, uh, <laughs> then, yeah. I, then I would have said A. Or if they would have gotten one of the absolute frontline starters mm-hmm. – I would have said A, or if they would have had a, if they would have had a Brayu at first, I probably could have bumped him up to an A minus. But that's why I'm at a B. The thing I found interesting was how they gra- graded them compared to the rest of the division. That's that's what I found fascinating. Are you okay with a B? Uh, like you said, maybe even a little more optimistic than I would have given. Maybe like a B minus is kind of where I was at. Uh, I see the I see the reasoning for the B because even though they didn't raise the the ceiling so much, mm-hmm. they raised the f- the floor a lot more than where it was at last year. Like they have better 
more reliable options at most of the positions on the field. I know there's still a few question marks out there, but they have better reliable players that they have on the roster now than they did last year. Um, so the floor has been risen uh, by by like a noticeable amount. It's not just like adding a couple of players. Like the the floor has risen by a noticeable amount. Whether they can you know blow past that floor and get closer to what their ceiling is, like I don't know. Um, but I think when you when you look overall in the offseason, like they did enough to shore this up to like we're, we probably don't expect ten game losing streaks anymore this season. We don't expect them to to be you know out of the playoff race by May. Like there's a better floor for this team. This team should be better. And, and I guess that's when you look at what Jed Hoyer did this offseason. Like, that's that's where you get that B from. I'm probably maybe still more around the B-minus range. Um, but I think a B is fair, too. B, B-minus, I saw Barbara in the chat say they're at least 10 games better than they were last year. You like that, Cody? 10 games better? They won 74, so she thinks they can win 84. I mean, I... It's not far-fetched. I, you know what yeah. number? I'd say 83, but that's a different story. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> You know, I said it after they signed Mancini that I can move the Cubs up to a B now, like a solid B. I, I do think that they, you know, they didn't get the frontline starter, but Jamison Tylen is a nice addition that we think has a lot of high upside. That we think that the Cubs and pitching infrastructure yeah. and coaches can unlock that, you know, number two overall pick potential, maybe, uh, but at the very least can be a innings eater who is a solid number three at worst. Uh, again. Pitched 177 innings last year. The big thing, especially in the first half of last year, was the Cubs really struggled with, you know, getting starting pitching to go at least even into the fifth inning. When that happened, we would celebrate it like they won the World Series. Um, so you got a guy like that. You got Swanson, who now up the middle defense is elite. We've talked about it at ends. Also, he's a leader. He, you know, he's he's the I don't want to say he's the new face of the franchise, but he is an impact player and he's at a position that the Cubs absolutely needed and that we ranted and raved that the Cubs absolutely better do this. And then they did. So that's a great move. I think Bellinger is a great upside move where, you know, the ceiling is MVP level and the floor is, you know, what he is now. And you're hoping that you get somewhere in the middle. Either way, he's great defensively and you shirt up the, a defense that is not that wasn't good last year. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think a B is solid because they they shirt up depth on the starting pitching end, and uh, they're a lineup. Whether you like it or not, it's still better than what it was at the end of last year. So they got better, and they have the potential to, you know, I would say the ceiling for this team is 88 wins, and the floor <laughs> is 70. So oh, I, think the, I think what we're going to see is, you know, how – we're going to be grading this team all season on, okay, like some adversity. How are they going to respond to it? Oh, an injury happened. Who's going to come in and step up? Like all these types of things. Obviously, this team isn't built to win the World Series, but it's definitely built better than last year. So, mm -hmm. And you got prospects coming up. I know that has nothing to do with the offseason and free agency, but that will affect how the team plays as well. So I think overall, yes, it could have been better. They could have got a road on. They could have – Got two shortstops, like Luke said, but a B is is it, it's very solid. A lot of people are saying this is like an underrated offseason. The Cubs had a more underrated offseason than like than some of these other teams that people were talking about, like the Mets, the Padres. And like in a way, I agree. Like, yeah, going into the 2015 season, it's not like the Cubs made a huge splat, like a huge splash that like won the offseason, as people say, outside of signing John Lester. They made trades like trading for Dexter Fowler. They traded for Miguel Montero. They 
You did a few other things. It kind of went under the radar then too. And I think the projections for that year was probably right around uh, what they are going into this year. I'm not saying 2015 is coming back around here for the 2023 <laughs> Cubs, but I'm just saying that like we've seen it before. Perhaps they outperform those projections in 2023. I, Shane in the chat has a comment about 500, right? Like he's calling it 81 and 81. I think that's the key number in that it, I believe if they don't reach 500 at the end of the season or above, the season is most likely a failure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, it's probably the most realistic. If you just had to take a number and say 81 wins, like that, that is a very realistic. I don't, I don't, I don't believe somebody outside of Chicago should look at the Cubs and think that they're not going to win at least 80, 81 games with the current roster they have. Obviously, injuries and all those things can happen. And that's why it would be a disappointing season. But I think at the very minimum, they should feel that they need to at least get to the 500 mark this season. Yeah. That that it, should be their – postseason is one thing, and that that's obviously a goal for every team, and it should be for the Cubs. But getting to the 500 mark has to be something they want to do. I would say the 80 – if they win 80 – if they went 81 and 81, would I be disappointed in a way? Sure. But also it depends on how things play out. Like if they call up some prospects and – they show to be very productive and give you a good outlook on the future, then perhaps I won't feel as bad about it. Um, if they go 81 and 81 and the prospects show out, but some of the free agent signings don't work out like Bellinger and, you know, Barnhart and, you know, all these, some of these other smaller ones, then I guess that leaves me a little, you know, a little disappointed because it would be two consecutive off seasons where Jed and Carter have honestly failed on the free agent market. Right, so it there's a lot of like, oh, well, if this happens and, you know, what, like, it all, again, it just depends on how things play out because, again, 81 and 81 is better than last year. And, you know, I know we're the Cubs and they should be in it a year in and year out considering how much they're charging for tickets. But we all know that, like, they're really going to start to be part of, want to be, part of like that contending world series once guys like PCA and and some of those other high end prospects come up in 2024 like everyone knows that 2023 is you know the expectations or the the the, the ceiling is oh well if these things happen maybe they can sneak into a wild card spot maybe if you know some injuries happen to the cardinals maybe they can win the division but like there's not a lot of high expectations i think that expectations will be much higher in 2024 2025 yeah. um I think it gets interesting when you look at the grades of the division. So the Cubs <laughs> being the B isn't really the surprising part of... You don't want to start the fun one, Luke? And Fish Slayer in the chat says Cubs would have an A offseason <laughs> if they could extend Nico and Hap. Uh, no, we're not going to start with the other team in town. Within the division, okay, the, the other grades were the Pirates with a B, just like the Cubs. We'll talk about that in a second. Cardinals, Brewers, and Reds, all C+. So the people covering these teams around the country all think that the Cubs had a better offseason than three of the teams in the division, and the same as the Pirates. Here's where it gets interesting. The Pirates this offseason added Andrew McCutcheon, Rich Hill, Austin Hedges, Carlos Santana, Vince Velasquez, and some other. Ben Sherrington is their GM, right? They spent how much money? 
thirty million dollars. Yeah, it can't be that probably much, not much right? because none of those guys are expensive. The Cubs went out and got you Dansby Swanson, Jamison Tyone, Trey Mancini, Coney Bellinger, Eric Hosmer, Drew Smiley, Brad Boxberger, etc., for three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. One team spent three hundred million. The other team spent thirty million, and yet somehow they're getting the same grade. Now, I look at those names on those two lists, and I would never give the Pirates a B for that. I understand the expectations and the finances are different. And so maybe it's $30 million is more to the Pirates than $300 million is to the Cubs. I just don't see the addition of names on that list for the Pirates being a B. I would put them in with the CC+, plus, just like every other team in the division. Yeah. In my eyes... The Cubs clearly had the best offseason in the division. Yeah. And it's a when I said we talked about 500, being a mark where I'd be disappointed if they weren't 500, I'll be even more disappointed if the Cubs aren't ahead of the Pirates, the Reds, again this season. If you're going to tell me that the Pirates had a B, okay, the Cubs finished ahead of them offseason yeah. last year. If they're not ahead of those two teams again, something has gone drastically wrong. In fact, if they don't catch the Brewers, I'm going to be disappointed. The Brewers have great starting pitching. Not arguing that. But what did the Brewers do this offseason? They added William Contreras by trade in their biggest free agent signings, Brian Anderson and Wade Miley. If the Cubs had added Wade Miley and Brian Anderson as their two biggest free agents, people would be revolting at Clark and Addison. If you think it was bad now, imagine if that was your offseason. So I don't see how you could possibly say the Brewers have had a good offseason. They haven't. I mean, the William Contreras trade makes me very annoyed because the A's literally – I mean, it makes you feel like the Cubs should have been part of that considering the prospect depth they have in the in the organization mm-hmm. and how the Braves just got Sean Murphy for, you know, what, however you look at those prospects. But does he fit their mold as a but, catcher? I don't know. I don't know enough about his brother didn't clearly. Yeah. So I don't know if he's that much better defensively than Wilson. I I couldn't tell you, but I know that they went. They they improved offensively getting William Contreras at the very least. I'll give them that. But as I've said many times, the Brewers they will they got like you said, Luke. They have great starting pitching, but they go as Christian Yelich goes, and that's why. They fell apart in the second half last year, and that's why they fell apart in the second half the year before, even though they made the playoffs. They had such a huge lead, but they they, they were awful at the end of 2021 too. Like, and that is why I said last year they weren't going to make the playoffs, and they didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah, now they're, now they're at a point where, okay, they got Burns and Woodruff coming up, uh, you know, going to be free agents soon. Got to figure out who you're going to keep because you're paying Christian Yelich all this money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're small market. They they, they do not act like, you know, some of these bigger teams around the league. They're they're definitely in a position where I could absolutely see them selling uh, in July. I mean, they sold Josh Hader whenever they were in first place. Like, I would not be surprised to see them sell. Um, But, obviously, it depends on how good they are. Uh, And I do think that they'll be a – competitive team i do think that they won't be an easy team to go up into milwaukee and win a series every time or if they come to wrigley but they definitely don't give me any fear there's no fear from that team unless christian yelich gets back to mvp form in 2019 man i i think i think any fear comes from that starting rotation it comes yeah. from 
Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. Well, yeah, those Freddie guys are Peralta. good, but they don't score runs. That's the thing. But it, but the but the thing is, if they're stopping you from scoring runs, and then what does do the Cubs have the pitching to make up for? That's the only I'm saying the only fear, like the the, mm-hmm. uh, the lineup doesn't strike fear unless Christian Yelich kind of regains some of his old MVP form. But it's the pitching staff that's gonna keep that's that's where the Brewers are gonna are gonna you know sink or swim is is. Can Corbin Burns, ben, Brandon Woodruff, can Freddie Peralta stay healthy? Like all those guys. I mean, we got Eric Lauer, Hauser, Aaron Ashby. Now you got Wade Miley into the mix. Like those are a, they have they they still have one of the best starting rotations in baseball, and that's where that's where they they didn't build the offense like they should have, but they they don't really have holes in that rotation. And we do question what what Ryan's saying too. We also do question if the Cubs have enough offense. Like yeah. we all agree that they could have added a much bigger bat still to this team, like a middle-of-the-order big bat this offseason that they didn't do. But the Brewers have better pitching than the Cubs, starting pitching than the Cubs do. But the Cubs have closed the gap a little bit. The Cubs, I believe, have much better defense and have better Mm -hmm. offense than the Brewers do. So I believe at the end of the season, or I should say after the All-Star break, the Cubs are less likely to be full sellers than the Brewers are. I'm not, you know, I'm just not sold on their team. So when I look at those offseason grades and I say, Wade Miley, that makes me feel good as a Cubs fan. If I'm out there just looking at it and saying, who are the teams ahead of me? The Brewers didn't take a big leap ahead. Yeah. And I don't believe last year, if you if you had healthy guys, if you had Miley, if you had Smiley and you had, uh, Wade Miley healthy, I think you could have been at least in the mix with them. Like, the season could have been better for the Cubs last year than it was. It wasn't because it was a lot of what-ifs. But the Cardinals, okay, they've added Wilson Contreras. We all know what Wilson is. Yeah, yeah. They have the two best players in the division. But they didn't add some, like, they didn't add some massive haul in the offseason. They didn't have a huge offseason either. So that's why they got a C plus. Yeah. If you look at the rest of the division, the Cubs may have only had a B, but I definitely think they had the best offseason in the division. Well, the Cubs had the most holes outside. I mean, that's depending true. on the well, Reds and Pirates and yeah. how their front office views um, their come up, but also their small market and their ownership sucks. Uh, you know, like the Cubs had the most holes. Uh, between the Brewers and Cardinals, at least, and so they had to they had to go get some guys, some proven guys, to go into the lineup and 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 to shore up that defense. Of course, um, I, of the other two teams, though, yeah, like I'm, I am surprised. I'm still surprised that they decided to go get Contreras instead of go get a top end rotation arm. Again, they could trade for some. They could trade for one. They probably will. Honestly. And and <laughs> and I won't be surprised when they fleece some small market yeah, poverty franchise again. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to be upset and mad about it, and uh, that's that. Uh, but yeah, you can count on that. I Put still, your money down on draft. I Kings still don't understand. That's happen. <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand them getting Contreras, uh, considering who was their catcher before. Uh, but yeah, their offense is going to carry them, uh, and their rotation. Out, despite the fact that it's still sus, it's still, it's still good enough to win the NL Central. So. Yeah, that, I mean them getting a C plus. They they added the best offensive catcher in in yeah. baseball, but again, I 
that doesn't the Cardinals don't even scare me. It's like if the Cubs can find a way to to slow their offense down any at all, they can compete with that team. Yeah. So I I, I think there's reason to be optimistic for the Cubs in a division, and I mean that they I I would say they probably had the best off season in the division. They closed um, the gap a little, which bit. which is why yeah. yeah, which is why their grade was higher than Cardinals Brewers. There's re- there, there's definitely a good reason to be optimistic about it. It's just it's another situation where it's like they did the right things to to build the floor higher, but do they do they do the things that were needed to to raise that ceiling and, and, and help them reach that ceiling? And that's still that's still obviously up in the air. Design Love in the chat says serious question. Tell me how the Cubs have a better offense than the Brewers. It's a fair question. I just don't think the Brewers have a good offense. And I think the Cubs, while they lost the home runs from Wilson Contreras, and there are question marks around guys that have to prove it. Dansby Swanson already improves the offense. For sure. You can't like you could you can say what you want about Dansby Swanson ranking him compared to the other three big names that were free agents at shortstop. You can't say he's not a good player. Like he's going to help them offensive and offensively and defensively. He may strike out more than you want, but yeah. he's going to make the offense better. Cody Bellinger has the ceiling of being an MVP in baseball. I know that he was not good, but that doesn't mean he can't be somewhere in between with a restart and you know reconnecting with guys that he was with in the Dodgers organization that are now on the hitting side for the Cubs organization. And Mancini is who he is. He's a solid hitter. Hosmer won't give you the won't give you the power, but he will give you average. They've added depth offensively around this team, and you expect Nico Horner to have the same type of season again, and you expect Seiya Suzuki to be as good, at the very least, as he was last year. Mm -hmm. I think most people expect him to be better, but I think if you expect the consistency that he gave you last year to just slightly improve, I believe they are definitely a better offensive team than the Brewers. I'm I'm not saying they're... Light years I think ahead. I think they Top have five in baseball and worst five in baseball. They're I, closer than that, but I don't believe the Brewers are built on offense. They're yeah. they're almost strictly pitching. I, have some I think they have potential to be a, a, like a, a noticeably better offense. It's just they're also relying on when you when you when you're giving up all the what ifs of sure. can Cody Bellinger find something? Can you know Eric Hosmer find something? Can Nico Horner repeat what he did last year? It's like you have a lot of what ifs. Like if this happens, if this happens. Whereas the Brewers have kind of been what they've been the last couple of years, haven't been like a top tier offensive team, but haven't been been like terrible either. Um, so I think right now it's like I would I would lean more of like saying they have the potential to be like they have the pieces to be a better offense. It's, just, it's more of like a prove it kind of thing for, well, on I'm, the Cubs I'm looking, side. If you had to wager who's going to score more runs this year, the Brewers or the I'd Cubs? Pro- I'd probably put it on the Cubs. I wouldn't put my house on it. As, no, as you, I wouldn't put my house on it. As you told me. I'd, put, I'd, I'd sprinkle a couple I'd, of Cody's probably, Jordans on it. <laughs> I'd probably put it on the Cubs, but I can also see scenarios a scenario where they have actually like, uh, you know, their often struggles or, you know, obviously guys get hurt and stuff like that. Like there's, there are, there aren't an, enough sure things in the Cubs offense for me to say like they will 100% be a better offense than the Brewers by the oh, end of the I, season. I agree with that. I can't say it 100%. Yeah, but but I, I I see where I come from and that they have the potential to be, and that's kind of where I land. I'm that looking, they, they could be. I, I would lean they should be, but, you know. Little Yumper says lots of ifs there. Yeah. Agree. Lots of ifs. Had lots of 
lot, a lot of, of ifs, ifs last year. Too. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Tell yeah. me all. Tell me the the automatics that are on the Brewers. I'm looking at the Brewers uh, roster right now. All right, Willie Adamas. All right, he, he's he's become a better hitter since he came to Milwaukee. But does he scare you? No. Uh, Keston Hira. I like Keston. He had a better, he he had had a better a ba- year last year. He had a better year. year last year, but the year before he was, was awful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can you get some consistency out of the guy? I don't know. Also, his defense kind of sucks. Roddy Tellez was a good Roddy pickup. Roddy Tellez, he's probably like they traded Hunter Renfro, but they still have him, and he's this guy can hit. I'll give I'll give them that. And then you also have Christian Yelich, who I'm just being like, let's be real. Like, for the money that he is making, he is not producing at what they're paying him for. He can still be an on-base machine because they've been using him out of the leadoff spot, and that's fine. But, like, that team, again, that team can take that next step if he plays like the MVP player he was, and he just hasn't the last three seasons. Just like Cody Bellinger. Is right. he any different? They added yeah. Jesse Winker, who was great when he was with the Reds, he but he was awful with he the Mariners. last year, yeah. Like, that, especially then Cody Bellinger. But he was horrible before that. Right. Like I said, so – Again, Winker, he's you know bounce back candidate for them, just like Bellinger is for us. And they have Tyrone Taylor, who beat the Cubs a few times last year. But again, like and they have Garrett Mitchell, who yeah, and Garrett Mitchell. debuted was really good, but also and they're, they're not the, they're, they're, they're not, they, they're not they, the Cardinals. Small sample, and they no, have, no, no. And they have prospects like Sal Fr- uh, Frelick, I think his name is like outfielder, twenty twos in AAA could debut this year. Someone mentioned his name in the chat, like and same thing for the Cardinals. I got Jordan Walker, who's a top five prospect in all of baseball. He's an outfielder, too. How they're going to use him, I don't know, because they got Lars Newtbar, Dylan Carlson, who the Cardinals didn't trade for Juan Soto, never forget, and Tyler O'Neill, who once hit 30 home runs. So, like, are they going to DH him? I thought, you know, Cardinals fans are telling me they're going to DH uh, Wilson Contreras. I, then who's going to play catcher? I don't know. Like, there's a lot of you don't know what's going on with a lot of teams in this division. That's why it gives me and other Cubs fans some optimism that maybe they can hang around. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. You can bet them on yeah. DraftKings at plus 650 right now if you want, you want to get some you, – you want to take a flyer. Like, I, I, I ain't saying no to it. Uh, but there's just nothing from any team in this division that you're like, this team is going to run away with it. There's nothing. No, I don't. There at this point, like, it's not like the Cardinals will be, you know, the division winners in June. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they would. If they, they if they are, then they had. And can an you bank on? Half. Can you bank on Arenado and Goldschmidt to have six war seasons? Both again, like they're great. I, I, they're great. I, I think. I think you can. Can you bank on close. that? I think you expect close. It's not like they're like thirty five okay, years old and just had crazy seasons. Well, like Goldschmidt's thirty five years old. Ar- I mean, Arenado, I he's still, Arenado's he's still one the one of the that I can see doing a game. They're the two best players in the division. Yeah. Absolutely, By there's far. no doubt. I'm just saying they one year older. And can you? And again, can you bank on both of them having six war seasons again? I don't know. Trey Mancini, solid hitters, being quite like two thirty nine. First of all, I, I've been told batting average means nothing. He's got a little power. He was comeback player of the year. He's he's. I forgot what he had like a one hundred seven or one hundred eight WRC plus. Yeah, like, he was above he's average. A, he's a good baseball bat, player. Yeah. I I just and don't batting see average that. batting average will come back into play of being. You can take it a little bit more seriously this year because the shift is gone. Yeah. I expect his batting like I expect so many batting averages for so many players to increase this year with the shift being gone. So, and you also think about the fact that he, he his year was affected. Not only obviously being traded and learning a new team in Houston, that kind of stuff, but then like the Orioles screwing up the wall, like moving it back, making it higher, like making it harder for pull hitters to hit. And he pulled the ball at a career rate last year, which 
you know, he talks about wanting to get back to not doing that, Mancini. So all those things put together, like, that all affected his, you know, WRC plus or average, whatever you want to call it. I, I could expect him to have a little bit better of a year at the plate. Yeah. There's plenty of re- of like like Lil Youngper said in the chat. Yeah, there's a lot of what ifs for the Cubs. There's also a lot of what ifs for the other teams. And you can argue that outside of like the true World Series contenders out there, you can argue there's a bunch of what ifs for every team out there. Yes, you really can. So like, don't come at me with the oh, there's a lot of what ifs. Especially in the Cubs division, it's full of what ifs. It's the worst division in baseball. Outside Unless of the, the White Central. Sox are in it and they got an F. That's the end of the segment. (laughs) The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through their mo- your mobile device or track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than ever before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz right now to start saving money and energy. To start a project, contact us at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or public sector ee at comed.com by the way when we start having these hangouts this summer we might bring our shy town cornhole custom bags with us because we got some pretty nice boards here shy town custom cornhole the number one cornhole provider for chicagoland and illinois since 2007 our buddy tom has a Signature box style that can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Our cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole and exterior, easy handling when you got handles on the outside, handcrafted scorekeepers, veteran-owned and operated, ship anywhere and offer local pickups specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, Gifts of all occasions, especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. Boy, barbecue signs sounds nice right now. It's a little chilly to do it, but I'm just saying the sunshine. When you look outside and you see the sun, you think backyard barbecue. Yeah. Could it please get here a little bit sooner than last year? <laughs> Check out their website, ShytownCornhole.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram at Shytown Custom Cornhole Boards. Tom, uh, good guy. He's a great dude. Good at playing cornhole. Uh, Speaking of other great people, uh, shout out to Rachel from the UK. She uh, tweeted of, she tweeted uh, some pictures today, right uh, an hour before our show, and said uh, she was uh, you know saying happy girls and women's and sports day. Um, and she tweeted pictures from baseball games that she's been to, and uh, then she tweeted a picture of us three with her when she came to the office last uh, last year. So shout out to her. Wanted to give her that. Also, shout out to Fernando Super Chat. Oh, yeah. ninety-nine from Fernando Rodriguez. It's about vibes and Dell metrics, the only real numbers. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the soul. I is appreciate everyone who like just keeps running with the bit. We're gonna run this bit forever. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Barbara says eight thousand odds for the Cubs to win the World Series. So you're saying there's you're a saying chance? There's a chance. Better than what? Probably better odds. No, than, I'm not. I'm not you know, saying there's teams. a chance. I'm actually not. Yeah. Again, I, I, if I waste ten dollars, if, if I'm not going to even put like a, a dollar on it, then that says a lot. So. 
Um, all right, so we didn't, we didn't, we'll just let the White Sox have their F and we, we won't touch that anymore. I, than- you know, I threw it in the slack ye- yesterday and, you know, I, I admittedly said, I laughed a little because if you're getting graded lower than the Rockies, that's saying something, man. Like, I believe they F, could have records very close to each other this season. I did, White Sox probably have a higher ceiling. You, you want to talk about what ifs? That team is full of them, and they're supposed to be in their quote unquote winning re, winning window, right? So like, that's that goes back to my point I said about like, don't come at me with these what ifs because that team especially has a lot of what ifs. Yeah, you don't you don't lose your best player in Jose Abreu and get better. Yeah. They they spent the most they ever have in a single player this offseason with Andrew Benatendi, Which and you still, still got like, worse. Shocking. Their pitching is like it's there's that's the one thing that I don't really know because like you know Lance Lynn he's had a great career but he I, another Getting another old. year older who's Giolito is Giolito gonna in baseball best pitcher yeah, in baseball it, worst does, pitcher in baseball does Giolito need to do another guaranteed rate ad like I I don't know like you got you got Dylan Cease and you know that's always gonna make me sad but I and you got you got the number one ace that guy can carry that guy can carry a team right so and then if you know, some of their players bounce back. You know, Yon Mankata has to be better than that, man. Like, there's a reason we were like, oh, yeah, I'd take him. <laughs> Just for that, you know, bounce back All ability, you know? Yeah. Like, and then obviously they need Tim Anderson to stay healthy. They need Luis Robert to be an MVP, basically. And they need Eloy to stay healthy. Like, they need a miracle. They do need a lot. They're Again, there's good. a lot they're of what good. ifs, but I, I, I will say this. I think it's more likely that their what ifs work out more than the Cubs. I'm saying that right here, live right now on YouTube on the Cubs podcast. So I'm, I'm just saying like they they, it can't possibly be worse than last year in my opinion. So, I I don't know if Cody's the guy on the left or I'm the guy on the left, but <laughs> somebody says they're largely optimistic. Well, that's us in general. We bring vibes. Uh, you should have been here like a month and a half ago when everyone thought I was too negative. So. You should have been here. Before, right before, about a year ago, like, like you know, right when we first launched when Cody thought the Cubs were going to win 87 games. <laughs> it's a roller o- coaster, man. It's a roller coaster. That was optimistic. Right? <laughs> it was optimistic. And it was because we launched and, you know, I was, I was trying to speak into existence. But, you know, everyone, like someone once tweeted at me, said I was a brainless Cubs simp. But, again, a month ago, I was... Yelling at Jed Hoyer on this podcast, yelling about, are you going to sign a shortstop or not? All right? Like, I will hold them accountable. I don't – I'm not a full-on homer. I am a homer, but, like, you know, <laughs> when things aren't going well, I'm going to let them know. I'm still optimistic <laughs> that I can get Cubs Brewers tickets in Wisconsin for the cheap and at Subway. That's what I'm optimistic yeah. about. Uh, we or, gotta, that's or another, game time, That's another thing we should do this year. We got to go to Milwaukee for a weekend series this year. I'm in. Wrigley North. Could, could be fun. Uh, all right. It's time for our position evaluations. Yesterday's position was DH. This is our second one. We're going to left field. <laughs> Obviously, Ian Happ is the guy in left. You have a yeah. gold glove guy who was an all-star in left field. Mm-hmm. It's another reason why when I look at the division, I see Ian Happ in left field. I see all-star. I see gold glove. I feel good about the Cubs in left field. What makes the position interesting if you're grading or evaluating left field for the Cubs is the lack of the extension for his contract. This could be his final season with the Cubs, 
We don't know if there's going to be an extension. We don't know if they're close to an extension. We don't know if they're even talking about an extension. So while I'm very comfortable and happy with Ian Happ in left field and thrilled with the way he added on and the player he became last season, both offensively and defensively, we don't know realistically if he's going to be there all season. Yeah. And so then who are the other players that will play left field this season? Either when Hap is not playing left or if somehow it happens that Hap is not here all season. Injury or otherwise. Yeah. Knock on wood. It's it's like it's one of those positions where the Cubs don't have a lot of like good depth or like reliable depth because proven depth. Proven depth. There you go. When we look at it, you have Ian Happ, who had an awesome year last year. He he figured it out. He had that consistency of playing in left field every day. Like, he figured it out. But what do you have behind him? I mean, you look at Patrick Wisdom may end up being, like, the backup left fielder right now um, just because he has some experience there. You know, David Ross hasn't been shy about putting him in the outfield. He's got a good arm. Um, so that, that may be – he may be someone that's right there. Nelson Velasquez, if he's even on the big league – you know, the big league team to start the year – he, you know, wasn't great in center field last year. I don't know if the Cubs want to try him out there again. So he may be more of a corner outfield kind of guy if, you know, he's not just a full-time DH. So left field may be a position where he's a backup, right? Trey Mancini actually, you know, in limited time, 2022 in left field, uh, had two defensive runs saved. Uh, but overall, he, he negative four defensive runs saved in left field in his career. Um, I don't know that you want to put him out in left field consistently, but he – he could, he could probably play out there, too. So those are your backups, right? But not a lot of, like, great backup options for, for Ian Happ. So. Well, what if yeah. we ever looked at left field for the Cubs and been like, ah, defense matters here? Not that what Happ did wasn't impressive and that we're not excited about it, but, like, I mean, we put Kyle Schwarber out there. Yeah, we that, were like, that this was is then. Fun. This is a team. Generally where you put your worst defensive But this player. is also a team that's going to be built on defense and pitching and run prevention. Like, they don't have the offense. To, to, they don't have – the offense where we're like, oh, you know what? We can put Kyle Schwarber in left field because our offense is so good. Like we can afford the 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 below average defense because we have such a good offense. They don't have that. They need okay. as good yeah. as good a defense as they can have at every position on the field. And not saying that they have shored that up completely, but having good out, having good outfield defense is going to help this team be a better team because they don't have the offense to offset it. Is Brennan Davis the most likely? I, I don't want to say addition. Is, is Brendan Davis the most likely back? And I want to call him backup plan. Mm-hmm. He, he's the most likely future of left field, potentially, you could say. But it also, with mm-hmm. an extension that could continue to be Ian Happ. If Brendan Davis is able to report healthy, as he is right now, yeah. and have he's a good there. spring, mm-hmm. Brendan Davis could make left field interesting for the Cubs depending on where they are in a contract negotiations and b where they are in the standings yeah I I don't see him breaking camp with the team Mm -mm. Uh, I definitely think they need (laughs) he needs a little more time down in triple a because he did even I mean we know the back injury didn't he it affected him last year but it wasn't like you know he didn't have great numbers when he was playing last year um, and then missed most of the season with the back stuff the the back surgery and then you know Arizona fall they only played five games um, so I don't see Brennan Davis breaking camp with the Cubs. I don't know how quickly he may come up and what it would take as far as 
how long does he have to prove he's healthy? How long does he have to you know be you know have good production uh, before they kind of believe that he has nothing left to prove at AAA? Um, so yeah, I think I think out of all those, like he's most likely to like make it interesting in the long run, and with Hat potentially being a trade candidate at the deadline again this year. Like there may end up being an opening in left field that allows Brendan Davis to be the starting left fielder, um, but that's you know that's still kind of a ways away. You know, if we're talking about like where we where we're at to start the year, that's where that's when I come back to the depth isn't right isn't there because they don't have the major league depth right mm-hmm. now. Brendan Davis could make that interesting pretty quickly if he if he is healthy and plays well. Yeah, I mean, I, I just keep going back and forth on like, do we extend Hap or not? You know, if I had to choose between him and Nico, I'd say Nico, um, because you do have these out, these outfield options on the farm and and all that. But at the same time, like you, you you can't you can't bank on it, right? That's what Ryan keeps shoving down my throat. Yep. And and Hap's a switch uh, hitter. And he's a switch hitter. He's you know he's become a very big fan favorite. Um, you know, and you want to talk about recent years and how the Cubs have pissed off the fan base related to that type of stuff. Uh, but I don't know. I uh, I think that you need you need leaders. You need you need pr- proven guys. And Ian Happ has proved it over the last year and a half season that he can be a really good hitter and a very good left fielder. I I just think that I I would say that I would rather Brennan Davis be his backup at by by the end of twenty twenty three if Brennan Davis is like you know, the backup left fielder, but is able to DH or be somewhere in that outfield, then great. Awesome. Uh, but I assume by the end of 2023, the roster will look a little bit different uh, if that is the case. I just don't know who will be gone. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so if I think Mancini. Gra- if you had to grade it. If I had to grade it. Or, or if you had to put a word on it to describe it is even more interesting. Because the two words that pop into my head are solid, because Ian Happ is solid in left field. He's obviously way above average defensively last season, and he's also a solid hitter, switch hitter. But the second word that comes up is uncertain because of his contract situation. You don't know if he's going to be the guy that's there all the time. I'm, I am surprised we haven't heard more like, you know, some some talk about this process because I, I I just don't think they want to go into spring training with this this distraction, especially coming off like the momentum coming off the end of the year, the free agent moves they've made. Like I I, I do not think the like, I think I don't think it's good business by the Cubs to like go into the if they go into the regular season and he's they still haven't either traded him or extended him then like you're you're going into the year with a, another distraction related to that and like it's been a, that has been a a problem the last three years. You go back even further if you really want to dive into it. I'm just like, and that's why to me, like, I can't fully answer this because until we until we know what they're going to do with Hap. I do, th- I feel good about the position because he's very good and was, in, you know, made the all star team, voted in by coaches, players, whoever does it. And he was consistent all last season. But I, the, the, the reliability, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Here's why I believe extending Ian Happ should be a no-brainer for the Cubs. And I know not everybody 
falls on this side. Everybody says, well, the, this is where all the young prospects are. You know what you have in Ian Happ now. We've, we've been trying to figure that out for several seasons. It took a little bit longer for him to prove who he is. He may not be an all-star every season, but if he can play that left field, which he's shown us he can now do at that defensive level, you're not going to have to sign him to an absurd contract. Pay him what he's worth. Now you have a solid outfielder that you know you have under contract. If the young guys come up and start pushing Ian Happ out of playing time as he gets older in his career, if you have him at the right contract, if you pay him what he's worth, he's still a guy you want to have on your team. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, so, he's still versatile enough that he can play multiple positions for you. He could be your fourth outfielder. He could be your DH. He could be your pinch hitter. He's a switch hitter. You can move him around the lineup. He's a great guy in the clubhouse. Yeah. He could be a late inning defensive replacement if that's what you need him to be. Mm-hmm. You're not asking Ian Happ if you sign him to be your guaranteed left fielder for six years. Yeah. That's not. I don't believe that's the type of contract he's going to end up getting. That's fair. So to me, it may... We've been talking about how much money the Cubs have. The Cubs have the money to still let the prospects eventually push Ian Happ out of playing time. That's okay. That's that's what baseball's all about. That's what most professional sports are about. Mm -hmm. Guys play their position. They can do great things for you. And at some point, the next wave comes up and pushes them out. And that's when you know you have a good organization. Doesn't mean you shouldn't re-sign Ian Happ. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of my thing, really, like because of the presence he brings and, you know, his relationship he has with fans now and stuff like that. You kind of like, especially how his career has gone, because remember, it, it, it started off good and then it went down, you know, got demoted, all these things. And then, you know, we we're question me and Luke were questioning if he even was going to make it on last year's team uh, before the before we were a thing here. But, you know, my. Great minds think alike. It's a prove it year. Yeah, it was a prove it year, uh, and he he, he proved, proved to be very consistent. And so, yeah, I think that he deserves a nice four or five year extension worth eighty to ninety million dollars. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And uh, what have been intended signed for? Somewhere around seventy five. Five right? years, seventy five. Five years, seventy five. So may, I, I guess he maybe like five. But he has like more power than Ben I could give Ian Hap that contract in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Too. I, I think maybe he'd probably get a little more money. Who maybe he is? Five how years, you expect right. him to age? His versatility. Yeah. Yeah. So I. He's twenty eight again. Right. Like yeah. he's going to be Dustin saying on on Hap's podcast today that he said he doesn't want to play until he's 38, 39. No, that's what I'm saying. So. He's looking for one more contract, and if you have the prospects you think you might have in the organization, the outfield, they can force your hand. By the way, he, unless you give him five years and absolutely no trade clause, you still could get value for him later on down the road. I will say this. You know, I remember the season-ending presser, you know, when someone asked Jed about Ian Happ, he lit up about it, about, that was me. you know, was it you? My bad. Oh, yeah. Good question. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know. It wasn't just somebody. He, it was the somebody. It was, it was, it it was, was the guy, the most important guy there. Uh, so, you oh, know, yeah. that that did give me some optimism that they could get this done. But here we are in February 1st, and we haven't really heard too much. And 
I'm just getting nervous about it. I, uh, I absolutely do not want to go in the season with this as a distraction. I, I will also say that them settling and, and, and avoiding arbitration for this year was a big, it's big. does go a long way towards, mm-hmm. like, there, there's no ill will going into the season for them mm-hmm. as far as, like, um, you know, just the one-year contract type thing where, you know, I, I know Ian Happ understands the business and uh, what they do at arbitration meetings isn't personal, but bad feelings can still come out of those those arbitration meetings. So for them to have avoided that and, you know, make sure those hard feelings aren't there just based solely on arbitration, I think that does go a long way towards if they want to, if they do truly want to extend him, like can't ha- Ian Happ and his team are like in a good place with the Cubs front office that those negotiations, if they're going to happen, would go a lot smoother. Yeah. Cody, you got a uh, DraftKings pick of the week for us? Well, what's what's uh, got you scratching that you have to be like, oh, I got to itch that scratch? Uh, well, we got a great college scratch basketball slate tonight. I just great. I just dis- went dyslexic on that. <laughs> what did you say? I said, itch that scratch. It is. <laughs> itch that scratch. Scratch that itch. We, anyway, we got a great college basketball slate tonight. I went two and two and one yesterday. Damn Toledo and Miami, Ohio had to push. Asked for over 159 points, and they scored 159 points. Also, Indiana, Oof. how how do, how do you what happened? How do you lose to freaking Maryland? Um, anyway, I'm taking the over on Providence and Xavier, two best teams in the Big East, over 154 points. Just uh, you know, we'll be doing the the uh, what do you call it? Virtual happy the hour. virtual happy hour tonight. This game is at 5.30. I'll be celebrating winning my over 154 tonight at the, at the happy hour. I've, there's there's going to be a lot of points in this game. And if they don't, then you guys can all just make fun of me when, at the virtual happy hour. So, that, But that's that's what I like tonight. I actually made this bet yesterday thinking it was yesterday, but it's actually today. So, uh, Mizzou pick of the week, minus 10 <laughs> against LSU tonight. Book it. I actually like that, but I'm, do, I'm avoiding every Mizzou game because every time I keep – Well, time you bet I bet against them. Mizzou, Okay, no. The one time you bet uh, you bet on them, they lost. But every time you bet against them, you lose. So You're right. That is true. Damn Iowa State can't go into Mizzou and win over the weekend. What are you doing? Sorry. They should. They honestly should blow out LSU. LSU stinks. Minus 10. That's, when Mizzou is minus 10, there's a reason. You're both uh, wrong. It's Kansas City Chiefs plus two in the Super Bowl. You just take that and run. I'm with it. And this has go. been the Mizzou podcast presented <laughs> by Ryan. Uh, we were talking about going to games in Milwaukee this year. We get our tickets through Game Time. Exactly. Good. Take over exactly. the stadium again. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. I just saw that the Foo Fighters are going to tour with Green Day. I'm all in on that. <laughs> all in on that. That's mm-hmm. my era. Uh, the biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you never thought you could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Cubs tickets created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. It's the best way to support us by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. <laughs> I like and and if, ahead, if, you're, if you're getting those tickets on Game Time, you want to you want to be fitted out in the best gear, and if you're not buying, you know, CHGO merch, dope merch, get fitted out by Foco. 
Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. It is cold right now. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. I like uh, the fish layer. The fish layer? I think fish that's layer. Fish's layer. The fish layer. He says Marshall beating App State tonight. Sun belt, fun belt, baby. <laughs> I wish that was my burner account, but it's not. Wow. <laughs> Did you notice that the Cubs have two games coming up? streaming on Peacock this season. I'm so excited about it, Luke. Tell me more. Here's the good news. They're both on Sundays. (laughs) Uh, The first one, April 30th at Miami. The second one, June 18th versus the Orioles. That is one I know I will not be watching. That's a game I know I can mark on my calendar as, sorry, won't be able to watch it. I have a friend getting married who has asked me to officiate the wedding. Oh, so I have to I have to go get some sort of uh, license? certificate license. Minister Stucky, yeah, Minister Stucky. That's right. Yes. That's right. So we'll we'll <laughs> see how goodness. that's going to go. Uh, keep that in mind. Once I get certified, you know, you guys, I'll keep. I'll definitely keep that might, in mind. Might need that. <laughs> I do it for cheap. Ooh, uh, you know how I am when it comes to getting things for for free or for cheap. Luke. Anyways, two games <laughs> is too many for me. I I just I just want to know where to find. Well, what about games. Apple TV? You know they're going to come back on Apple uh, TV. Yeah, that's gonna, yeah. I don't want that. But to those were still either. those were free, weren't they? Like you just had to have the yeah. app or something. So yeah. that's was it the one Peacock game that we watched the Cubs on last year? The was a watch a live game against the Phillies. I don't that we did our watch along. I don't yeah. know if it was Peacock, but I. Uh, I remember like I, think I had to, I remember been, coming into been. the office early because that game was like an eleven a.m. game. And I remember, like, yeah. messing around with Jake's, uh, like, Roku or whatever, trying to download the Peacock. Okay, then about, yes. that probably was Peacock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fun yeah I, I don't, I'm glad those are on Sundays and, you know, we'll probably most likely not be here. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but who knows? Yeah. I, we don't know our schedule. But yeah. Last year we didn't we'll see. do postgame on Sunday games. So Real quick before we Except go. Except for that one day. <laughs> Tom Brady has retired again today. He says <laughs> he's now retiring. He's going to officially do it and stay retired and make 700 million working for Fox <laughs> quickly. Who is the next baseball player that will retire that you will miss getting to watch? I don't know if there's like, well, Miggy's I say uh, Miggy, gray, Miggy's probably number one. Cabrera is like, I was like once like Griffey retired. I just don't was see like him. Like, we see Tom guys. Brady all the time. Yeah. And like, so it's fun to watch Tom Brady. back half of his career at Detroit, and even when they were good, I didn't watch Detroit. So. Uh, uh, I don't know if I really have one. Like It's different for baseball because, like, it's such a regional sport. Like, Cubs agree. fans will watch the Cubs, and they'll, right. they'll follow what the other teams in the division are doing, but how many Cubs fans are consistently watching the Yankees or the Red Sox even? I think Mike Trout's going to be up there. Trout will be up there, but I don't see him that much anyway. I hardly mm. see Mike Trout play. Like I, I know he's a great player, but because he's on the Angels, I just don't see him. I was going to say Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Kershaw's one, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That. You could argue he's been the best pitcher um, of a generation. How about Verlander? Verlander, Scherzer. Yeah. Scherzer. Actually, Scherzer, Mad Max, Mizzou, Mizzou pitchers. 
Locally, it's Kyle Hendricks. I got a young one that we're so far from this happening, thank God. But Julio Rodriguez is in one season yeah. has shown me so much. He is so exciting to watch. Um, who's the the shortstop on the Pirates? O'Neill Cruz. Uh, O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. Cruz. It would be one. like one. Joey Votto's a good a good choice. I was like, if we're talking about like yeah. young guys who are like, like already expecting to be like that, like I could come up with a none list of them of, are Tom Brady, obviously. No, 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 no. I could come up with a list of guys that I I can't wait for them to retire if you, <laughs> if you want me to. Well, a couple yeah, are already uh, off that list. Yeah, yeah, that's the good news. Well, now you know I already decided that. My my the new cardinal that I'm absolutely gonna loathe is Brendan Donovan, and it has a okay. lot to do with that list that MLB Network came out with. But also, oh, like, yeah. man, does that guy look like someone I went to high school with that I absolutely hated? So, can't wait to hate him. I already hate Harrison Bader, but he's even even though he's on the Yankees, can't wait to continue hating him. Can't wait for him to finally retire too. Again, mm. I can come up with the whole list. Colada said Mark Leiter Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, Shane says Otani, but we're going to get to see a lot of him in a Cubs uniform, so plenty of games to see prior to uh, his retirement, which will be difficult at that time. want to point out that we continue our conversations from Cubs convention with some of the players coming up in Thursday's podcast, so you're not going to want to miss that. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page because that will be separate as a video as well uh, in case you want to Pull it apart that way. Justin Steele is going to be the big interview. Yeah, we got Justin Steele on the, well, not technically here on the show tomorrow, but our interview from Cubs Convention. Sat down with him. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot Justin of fun. Steele refollowed me back on Twitter. Shout out to you, man. Nice. Appreciate <laughs> you. Whatever I did to make you unfollow me before, I, I'm sorry. But I'm glad you're back. It was probably all the Dell Metrics talk. <laughs> He's not a numbers guy. He just wants to go out and throw. We'll see how long it lasts. Oh <laughs> don't forget, to, you don't want to miss the. CHGO Cubs diehards joining us for the first virtual happy hour presented by uh, Goose Island tonight, 8 o'clock, two weeks away or less from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. Join our whole team plus diehards, virtual happy hour. Go to allchgo.com right now. Become a diehard so you can join in, drink Goose Island with us from your home, ask a few questions, make some comments. We'll crack a few jokes. Crack try a few to keep beers. me awake. You get to see Stucky and his element. Keep me awake. You know, try and, you know everybody's going to be virtually poking me. Yeah. What was, what was that app that people used to poke people? Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, Facebook used to poke people. Yeah, you had the poke. Yeah. yeah. I think you still can. You that can was how I. Fun. That was yeah. that was how teenage Cody flirted with girls. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> this is a good. This is a good place before you know you end up in a breakup before the end of the night. There this is a good go. place to stop this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll see you tonight, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Make sure you're a diehard and then join that virtual group. Thanks for uh, dropping. And all the information is at allchgochicago.com. Appreciate it. Thanks for dropping by the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. Until happy hour, make sure you fly the W. <laughs>